This is a financial promotion. If you decide to invest, please remember that investment involves risk. Investments can go up and down in value, so you can get back less than what you put in. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance and may not be repeated. The Ravenscroft Cash Management Service is only suitable for UK professional investors or offshore investors. Hello and welcome back to the Ravenscroft podcast and thanks very much for listening. My name is Sophie Yabsley and I'm here with John Pope, who is a director and longtime member of our cash management team. John, hi. Hello, hiya. What is Ravenscroft's approach to cash as an asset class in its own right? And can clients place deposits with our company? Um, well, uh, first of all, um, Ravenscroft is not a bank, doesn't have a banking license. So unfortunately, clients can't place deposits with us. And by that, we mean put their money on Ravenscroft's balance sheet. Um, of course, people do hold cash within their portfolios, perhaps when it's not invested in um, equities or bonds. And when that cash is not directly invested in those markets, it is held in a client-designated bank account. Um, so that's the background, really. But we do what we do have is a dedicated cash management business via which we can manage diversified portfolios of cash on behalf of our clients. Um, this service is provided by an experienced team who have been working together for, for many years. These portfolios can form a useful and strategic part of a client's wider wealth. Um, I should uh, mention at this point that th- these services are offered to professional investors or, at the moment, offshore private clients. So, to start at the beginning then, what sort of considerations should an investor have? Well, really, I think when it comes to cash, we, we say in, in cash management that we treat cash as a separate asset class. Um, so it should be considered in the same way that you would uh, consider other asset classes. So before an investor um, gets too involved with, with, with uh, cash management, they should perhaps consider the same things um, that they would if they were going to use equities or bonds. So first of all, your investment objectives. What are you trying to achieve? Are you saving for general long term or for a specific event? Um, and then your risk profile. Um, can you afford to, to lose money? Is, is a 10% gain worth the possible pain of a 10% loss? And finally, there's the time frame over what period or when will you need these funds? Um, so in the really, in, the, in this case, the time frame can impact on the other two points. Um, if you don't need the funds for five years uh, and after two years your investment is worth less than you paid for it, then it might not be an issue for you as long as, of course, you do not need to realise that investment. It might very well be that the investment will actually, in years two to five, make back the original losses and more. So by the end of your agreed five-year time frame, the investment has achieved the original objective. So in that example, the two-year valuation is only an issue if you need to access your funds earlier than that. So how can you help people to invest their cash? Well, um, so cash is obviously the first rung on any investment ladder. Um, At a basic level, people and companies need cash to pay bills um, and pay for their daily expenditure. Um, So that immediate time frame is perhaps not not something that can be be utilised or we can't help really there. But to to go back to the previous question, um, if you've got a a two-year time frame maybe, um, then anything uh, you perhaps couldn't use a more speculative asset class, cash management can certainly help you achieve your objectives within a two-year time frame. Um, It might be, for instance, that a person or a company has sold an asset, uh, has a definite use for those funds in 12 months' time, or a liability, which they know needs to be settled in the next couple of years, but the exact timing is unknown. 
Finally, uh, in, in question two, we talked about um, the, whether or not you could uh, afford to risk uh, or lose money. Um, cash management, if you are very risk averse, can certainly help you to maximise your, your, your savings or your return, um, but perhaps but Bob, with a lot less of a risk profile. So if a client has a sum of money that they don't need for a period of time, what are their options? Um, well, there are a number of options. Um, first option, perhaps, is straightforward fixed deposits. Um, most high street banks offer this service. Um, you lend your money to the bank for a fixed period of time, uh, anything from one month to one year, typically. Um, and, and the bank then pays you a fixed rate of interest. So, for instance, if you were to place £100,000 for one month at 1%, um, on day one, the bank will debit your bank account with £100,000 and on maturity a month later, uh, your, return, your money is returned together with one month's interest on the £100,000 at 1%. Um, most banks now also offer uh, notice call accounts, effectively a rolling fixed deposit. Um, so in this example, your money is normally placed in a separate account, which earns a higher rate of interest, but you have to give a number of days interest before you can access your funds. Normally, the more notice you give, the higher the rate paid. And finally, for more sophisticated investors, there are invest instruments like certificates of deposit, which are effectively a negotiable fixed deposit. Um, they've got all of the attributes of a fixed deposit, so a start date, an end date, and a coupon, but they can be sold prior to maturity. So if you were to buy a six-month certificate of deposit, but then after three months you needed your money back, you could sell that CD um, with the th remaining three months of interest to a, a third party. Um, finally, there's uh, money market funds, which are range, invest in a range of money market instruments on a unitized basis. At Ravenscroft, we utilize all of the above instruments and tailor our portfolios to suit individual clients' needs. We're proactive in our approach to counterparty and periods, and obviously our objective is to maximize the return on the cash under our care. So actually, cash is a much more interesting asset class than it might at first appear. Can you um, give me some examples of some good cash management techniques? Sure, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. so um, first of all, if you're using these products, um, again, to, to emphasise treating cash as a separate asset class, you should consider the, the, the investments in their own right and so consider the same ground rules. So, uh, for instance, fixed deposits and notice accounts, they offer higher interest rates, but they lock your cash up for a period of time. Um, if you place your money with a bank for one month, you cannot access that money for one month until the fixed deposit matures. Um, similarly, if you use a notice account uh, and you have to give 30 days notice, then again, you can't access the money for 30 days. So you really do need to consider uh, the suitability of these in instruments before you use them. Um, and again, you should also be familiar with all of the terms and conditions of the product. For instance, on a notice account, sometimes um, when you give notice for the, for the period that you, your, your money is on notice, you get a, a lower rate of return. Um, again, counterparty selection, that's something we spend an awful lot of time considering. That's um, the, the, If you're placing your money with a bank, you want to be confident about the financial security of that bank. Um, and and you know, it might sound obvious, but if a bank you've never heard of is offering you a rate of return far above your local clearing bank, you have to ask yourself, why are they doing that? So again, do your research before placing money. Um, again, good technique would be diversification. So if you've got significant amounts of money to place, then consider using more than one bank. After all, if you were investing in equities, you would normally buy more than one company's share. 
There is a, a scheme in Guernsey called the Guernsey Banking Depositors Compensation Scheme, which covers qualifying deposits up to £50,000 for mainly retail investors if they are placed with a licensed Guernsey bank and that bank defaults. It's always worth checking if you're covered by schemes such as this. Of course, for large amounts of money, employing a specialist can, cash manager can make sense. Um, you, you might lose some of the, the, the compensation scheme benefits, but you gain their expertise and proactive approach to managing your money and maximising the return. So a very topical question then, what is the current outlook for cash investors? Um, well, Sophie, I would say it is uh, a lot better than it has been uh, for any time since the great financial crisis of 2008. Um, and that's for a reasonably obvious reason that interest rates have risen, certainly in the UK and the US. Um, you, base rate in the UK at the moment is uh, one and a quarter percent. We expect um, the Bank of England to raise rates again um, in the August meeting to one and a half percent. Markets after the August meeting are expecting interest rates to continue to rise. Um, so perhaps a little bit of, of background um, just on the, the Bank of England's decision-making process. Uh, official rates are decided by the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee. It's a nine-member committee um, made up of a mixture of uh, Bank of England employees and external uh, committee members. Um, and the external committee members are appointed for a fixed term. Uh, the committee has a target of keeping inflation at 2%, and that's two years forward. It obviously takes time for interest rate movements to work into the wider economy, so they look at a two-year time, a two-year forward time horizon. Um, the decisions are made on a majority basis, uh, and um, the committee meets eight times a year. So at the moment, as I'm sure everyone knows, inflation is above target. It's expected to peak at over 10% this year. That's the highest inflation for, for many a year. Um, and so that's why the Bank of England has raised interest rates. Um, they've actually raised interest rates at their last five consecutive meetings. Um, and as I say, they're currently at one and a quarter percent. Now, that's still quite low by historical standards, um, but the highest they've been since 2008. So because um, official interest rates are higher, then banks are paying um, higher interest rates for fixed deposits um, and notice accounts. Um, so, uh, given, especially given the, the current volatility in markets, we've seen you know a very tough time for markets in the first half of this year. Um, the fact that interest rates are um, increasing and so savers are get a better, getting a better return on their money is at least one small ray of sunlight and a, a reasonably difficult environment at the moment. Are there any pitfalls that we should know about? Um, I think, again, uh, to emphasise perhaps one of the themes of this podcast, we're talking about treating cash as a separate asset class. And so the usual caveats apply. You, you really must do your research. Um, if something looks too good to be true in terms of a much more attractive return than you would expect to see, then it probably is. Um, there are all sorts of um, schemes, I'm sure we've all read in the press, about uh, things that look too good to be true, and sadly they turn out to be too good to be true. So um, please be very careful, do your research, uh, don't tie your money up, which you may need, um, and if in doubt, always speak to an expert. And uh, Ravenscroft, we're always on hand to help clients with uh, any advice which they may require. That's great, John. Thanks so much. That's been really interesting. And thanks again for listening. Thanks very much, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you.